Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 134. My name is Scroobius. Pip, how are you today? Of course, you can't answer that because this is a one-way conversation. Um, Thanks for tuning in, guys, and thank you for all the love I received for last week's episode with James McAvoy. Man, that got shared around a lot. He's a popular young man, isn't he? That was the first time I'd ever done a press junket, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it actually worked really well. Um, I'm now on a few lists for press junkets, but I've pre-warned them. I'm only going to accept them if they're people that I really want on the podcast. I don't want to just have a name a name because it's a big name or anything I, I like that. If it's... If it's a good conversation that can be had and I can have at least half an hour, preferably an hour, preferably 90 minutes, then I'm up for it. Because, yeah, I thought that worked nicely. It's 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 a change from the norm. It's not Obviously, they're not all going to be press junket podcasts from now on. But, yeah, funnily enough, this week's podcast is the second press junket I ever did. But I had a full hour with the wonderful Garth Jennings. But before I get on to that... The Distraction Pieces podcast is brought to you by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. That's my record label. You can go there and buy Distraction Pieces podcast merch. So if you're a fan of the podcast and enjoy listening for free every week, you can go and like buy a mug or there's T-shirts or there's the Drunk Cast T-shirts. They might have sold out in the bundles by the time this podcast goes out. But, but basically, if you're not familiar with the Drunk Cast, it's me, my mate Chris and my mate Stu who have got their own podcast on its on its way soon, but I'll give you more about that as and when. Um, and we get drunk and talk nonsense. And we came up with a T-shirt design each and decided to do it essentially as a competition. But then we decided to be nice to you guys. We'd do a thing where you could buy all three for 40 quid. So instead of the 15.99 uh, each, I think it is, because they've got a front and a back print, instead of that, you can get three for 40 quid. But I think there's only... I know we've sold out a men's extra large and double XL and large. I think there's a handful of mediums left, a handful of smalls in the bundle and girls, small, medium and large in the bundle. So anyway, I'm rambling too much. Check them out if you fancy a T-shirt. What else should I mention? Oh, my club night. We are lizards, which I talk about in this episode with Garth Jennings. So in fact, if you come along to, to We Are Lizards on, the, on Saturday the 28th at the book club, uh, you can laugh at me if I play the two songs together that I mentioned pl- are playing together here. That's at the book club. Our special guest this month is Sean Keevney. So it's going to be fantastic. Come down. It's. I was realising I've not had a drink yet this year. So that's probably going to be the first time I drink any alcohol. And I plan to drink quite a bit of alcohol. Um, my plan is to do the club night. Go and fall asleep in a mess in a hotel room. Then go to Progress a wrestling, Jim Smallman's wrestling company in Camden. Then go and watch the Royal Rumble with Jim Smallman and Jimmy Havoc. Then do then go and sleep again in a hotel. Then go and do Tuesday Night Jaw with Jim and Jimmy. And then go home. So it's going to be a wild few days. Um, who else have I got coming up on the podcast? Next week actually is a really important one because it's our homelessness special. And I wanted to do it at the start of February because I think there's a lot of focus on homelessness and stuff like that over Christmas. And then it goes a bit quiet. And the fact is, in this stupid country, it's got colder and horribler since Christmas. So I wanted to do a special on that. And I speak to two different organisations. One is the is Mustard Tree in Manchester, who do a, a lot of amazing stuff from start to finish. And I talked to Soraya, who works at Mustard Tree, and Jonathan, who's been through Mustard Tree, and he tells his story of, of, of how he went from, you know, a job and a family to homelessness, and how he came out of that. Um, it's an amazing story. And then part two is with Haircuts for the Homeless, which is um, a fantastic ch- charity set up by a friend of mine, a local guy, uh, Stuart Roberts, and we talk about that. And it's it's a really good charity because when you uh, <laughs> The first time I heard about it, I thought it's quite a frivolous thing, just haircuts. I mean, you've got more to worry about. But the fact is, number one, your dignity is one of the few things that you would like to be given and and, and, and have, and a haircut can help that. Number two, it's a massive deal 
because haircuts are somewhere or, or when you're having your haircut it's a moment when you're really at your most vulnerable almost there's few situations where, where we allow people into our personal space that much and you know the 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 barber's chair can be a, a therapy chair at points you know it could be a counseling moment um you know going anywhere nice on holiday this summer and things like that Do you know i mean there's there's these intimate um interactions so yeah that's a fascinating one and that's a two-parter um that'll be next week so i urge you to check that out then after that i'm recording tons at the moment um i've got i've just agreed to chat with Catherine ryan who's fantastic i'm going to holland to talk to two different people um and i'll tell you about them when they're recorded in in the bag trying to squeeze in some time with uh, with the homie johnny lee miller obviously he's in demand a lot at the moment but we chat a bit online and he's a good dude so we're trying to find some time to talk so that's 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 in the in in the up and coming there's loads to come basically i'll let you get on with this podcast this is with garth jennings who's one of my favorite people i've listened to on podcasts previously he's been on adam buxton's podcast twice and i'm a fan of garth's work and his career but what i love about him on the buxton podcast is i think they talk about his work and his career probably for 10 minutes and the rest of it is just talking nonsense and telling stories about his private life and home life which he probably shouldn't be sharing on a podcast with tens of thousands of people yeah, so I recommend, I mean, if you haven't already listened to them, I recommend go and listen to Adam Buxton's two episodes with Garth and every episode of Adam's wonderful podcast. I've mentioned before on here, I'm a massive fan, so check that out. Um, if this is your first time tuning in and you're a fan of Garth Jennings, you might want to go back and listen to my podcast with Adam Buxton or with Simon Pegg or with Nick Frost. These are other people kind of associated with Garth and his 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 crew of, of, of merry men. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's largely about his new film, Sing, b- b- because he's on a promotion run for that, and I watched it and absolutely loved it. So, yeah, check that out, and um, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This is all here. Was that yellow box yours as well? That yes, that's my nice. big yellow box. God, Bucks, I've got too Did much Did see that? Yeah. I bet he was envious of that, wasn't he? He had his little rucksack and I was like, don't mind me, Adam. Just, just, uh, <laughs> I, I can tell my... you now without him envious. He used it. my mics, in fact. He used my mics. He was like, is it right if I use your mics? Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> I love that. I can completely imagine. I know what he's like. He, he'll get kit envy. It's funny, though, because... He's. I've given him. He's asked me tons of advice on podcasts and yeah. all sorts of things like that. And him and Joe's was one of the first podcasts I listened to. Really into. So it's so weird having Adam go. I just want to ask about these things. That yeah. Like, of course I'll help Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a podcast. I remember listening to you two. You did a day where the two of you did each other's podcasts. Yeah. That was in a hotel room. Yeah, as well, and back to back. Yeah. I love that, and I love the fact that you you're, you're such an enthusiast that that didn't matter at all. No, no, we just yeah, it kept interesting. I think. Shall I just sit in the same general position? That worked, yeah, didn't it? Okay. Good. You're here for. Uh, I'm Kate, by the way. Hello, nice to meet you, nice to meet Pip. You, right. Thank um, you for this. No, that's all right. I'll just get these headphones down. Oh, should we put them on? Um, you can. Yeah, why you're not? Be here for the whole hour if you're Hello. to have them on because then you can. Is it that? that you're both can I turn that up? Well. Yeah. That's okay. Great. Perfect. Oh, there you are. You um, sound good. Hello. Hello. Look at us both sounding nice. Yeah, aren't we? silky smooth. Late night DJs. <laughs> I love it. What's that thing there, though? That's just um, a, a second battery. Oh, okay. So it's to give me charge. I thought it was of some sort of. Mic. Because I've got the training from Essex. It's uh, it's just giving me a extra charge so I can spend the whole journey on Twitter and Instagram. And, Excellent. And listening to podcasts. In fact, whereabouts in Essex do you live? Stamfordly Hope. Okay. So it's kind of between. Tilbury and Basildon, yeah, which they're both known for being quite horrible, and it's kind of well, in, yeah, it's kind of a perfect description of Stamfordly Hope. <laughs> in, in between Tilbury and Basildon, <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. Oh, really? I live that's literally up the road. Well, my where my mum lives, 
I used to get annoyed because everyone would say it's Corinne. I mean, it's not. It's Stamford, but it's right on the edge. And Okay, it's sort of movie these I'm Epping. I'm an Essex boy. Yep. Northfield, yep. Ongar, Epping. Yes. So we're all vaguely related here. We yeah. know what we're talking about, right? I did think you've not got the Essex twang. It's not a nat... <laughs> Are you... Are you a dancer or performer? I was going to say, I couldn't think of another reason for someone to come to to, to, to Coronham. It's got a little dance school there. And it's the only, otherwise, it's not, it's not the kind of area that people would visit. I was about to say, I thought to. that you had just looked at, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a, how charming am I? Are you, Katie, you're a dancer. You, you, you're a dancer. The way you right? move that microphone <laughs> and s- s- sashayed out the I room. Genuinely, Are you trained? I genuinely <laughs> thought that's what you were, you meant there. I was about no. to go, wow, Sherlock's oh, in be- the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect stay calm stay seated so are we good to go perfect well thank you um i'm joined by garth jennings how are you sir i'm all right how are you doing i'm good it's good to have you on it feels like it's a pleasure to be on yeah it, it kind of feels like i've chatted to most of the people you've ever met in your life <laughs> and, and not yeah. you yet so yeah, it's lovely just to... got me and my mum and dad left and then we're <laughs> exactly. sorted yeah. exactly. i do feel like the same way about you it's like yeah it was it was only a matter of time before this conversation was going to happen it had to happen and yeah. i'm glad it's happened um, me too uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited it's happened around Sing as well, because yeah. I saw it and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And obviously, oh. I want to talk about a lot of things, yeah. but I want to start with Sing. And then if we've got time, we'll try and get sure. some stories that will make your stepfather angry at you and, <laughs> and, and hugely offended, as okay. per the Buxton episodes. That's um, right, yeah. So, number one, I loved it. Oh, it was great. great fun. Let's just stop right yeah, there. let's leave it there. So, Seriously, thank you Matt. for coming on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Honestly, it's so nice. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this has taken me five years. Yeah, yeah. And when people I I know and like respond to it that yeah. way, I'm so delighted and relieved. It, it's really the nicest response. And so I'm glad. Yeah, I'm really glad you liked it. It's a funny one because when I got approached about this episode, um, I was delighted because at that point I hadn't seen it, but yeah. I'd seen a trailer. Right. And the trailer started and I went, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Kind of a... a, a a real a, animation about a reality yeah. show. I was like, there, there's a, there's... L- literally moments into the trailer, I was laughing, and by the end, I was hugely excited about just the concept of it because yeah. a reality shows, a l- love or hate them, have amazing structures of tapping into your emotions. Yes. Like they're one of the things that there's, yeah. there's nothing quite like it in film or television that can quite so easily just get you. Yeah, you're welling up. Even if you're watching, going, "Oh, I hate this." Something yeah. will happen that way. It's you go, true. <gasps> you're like, "Oh my god, me. she she made it. She yeah. bloody made it, despite all of that effort." Yeah, it's and, amazing. And and but the fact is, a lot of people will be against them because they're seen as con- contrived or yeah, set up or manipulated. Or manipulated. Yeah. But yeah. films are meant to be, by their very nature, in animation is literally manipulated from n- nothing to something. Yeah. So it was like, right, actually, so if I can remove that 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 scepticism I've got, yeah. The, the, then you just get to enjoy it and tap into it and th- throw in cute animals. I hope it works. It's perfect, yeah. right? It's a well, hell of a combination. It's a really interesting point you said, though, because I think as well, the concept to, for me was always really attractive. Like the, I, that exact yeah. same thing of like putting regular char- regu- regular sort of characters, even yeah. though they're animals, they're sort of representing yeah, sure. the sort of people you might meet on a show like that and putting them through this extraordinary process and following their lives, mm. you know, sort of multiple storylines and seeing how they get like twisted and turned upside down. That stuff really appeals to me, yeah. you know, and... Um, I, but at the same time, I'm aware that I, I'm the. There's a reason why it's set in a theatre, and there yeah. is no singing competition at the end. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why uh, there are no judges or any of that stuff. I'm not interested in the format, the TV format. I wasn't interested yeah. in spoofing a, a version of Simon Cowell or any of that stuff. It was just the pure bit that you mentioned. Yeah, it's like story. that bit, those stories. That's the yeah. thing that resonates with it's, me. It's it's perfect storytelling and i think it's it's one of the reasons again i i've spoken a few times about how again love or hate reality shows they're one of the most clever creations from a business point of view ever because the fact is you'll get all these people tune in each week and then go on social media who who love it right and talk about it you'll also get all these people tune in each week and go on social media because they hate it yeah that's the that's the ultimate market and that's that's old school it, wrestling kind of is, we're, <laughs> we're having the bad guy that you want to tune in to watch him lose that's yeah. this it's it's traditional so there's a lot of that i yeah i 
it was it was weird. I was sort of thinking of films like The Commitments, where yeah. and recently yeah. I saw that film Sing Street. I've not seen it. I've oh, heard it's, it's amazing. really good. It's a lovely film. And so it's, many of uh, a, a film of the year list for 2016, wasn't it? A lot of people yeah. were saying how. And I'm glad it is because there's a lot of films that become the centre of attention during award season. And actually, a film like Sing Street is is re- really worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but the reason I mention it is because it has a very you can sort of see that the same principles, the same things that were driving the the makers of that film, as in these are characters that have music in their lives and how their pop music is the thing that becomes their saviour becomes the thing that they define themselves by yeah. like you know yeah. I love that stuff and I just wanted to make a film like that and the great thing with the an- using animation to do it was I could sort of do it on a really big scale huge and scale, like flipping yeah. massive and, and and not just the visuals but like getting um all the music that I wanted like the really broad uh, selection it wasn't 100%. like yeah it was important not to do one of those things where it was all trying to be cool and hip that's exactly Exactly what I was, I was going to say. Another th- I thing I noted whilst watching it was s- similar to the structure of these uh, reality shows and the stories that they tell there, pop music, again, I, I love it or hate it, has found the perfect combination for, for, for those key changes at yeah. the right point that evoke those emotions. Now, in a lot of films, you'd be scared of that. You'd be go, oh, is that too obvious? Yeah. It's playing... Coldplay or Johnny Cash to to evoke the feeling of sorrow right, is right, that too yeah. obvious a, yeah. a a trick? Whereas a story like this allows you to go right on the button with all of them yeah. huge pop songs and not go. I'll listen to this obscure song that I found. And again, I know I know you're 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 very knowledgeable on obscure yeah. and unusual music. Yeah. On, on on was it Adam and Joe's um on on the Christmas special of Adam's podcast? He was talking about a song they used that, that was some outsider artist that yes. you originally recommended a CD of. And yeah, again, all, also... Yeah, all the... Shuby Taylor. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's it, Shuby Taylor. It, I know, an obscure song that I'd heard from Adam and Joe's show. Yeah. And then we put it in the film. And um, yeah, I, I, what's lovely about that is that Shuby Taylor's um, son, who's in his 70s now, he's not... He's, uh, he's according to the guy that represents him not f- doing well financially right, so yeah. last christmas he got a check from universal for the use of that song that would have been serious yeah. and really yeah. really it was lovely it was a lovely end to that story yeah but um i'm digressing into other stuff no, but that's my grandma's that's... trick of like wandering off the subject but yeah no that it's great to music. be able to go right look here's yeah. here's the big pop song and yeah. here's that moment yeah and exactly. not have to worry about is that too poppy it's like no it's a yeah it's go, a singing contest. Yeah, you're allowed to go from, I know, Stevie Wonder's Don't yeah. You Worry About Thing, have Shake It Off. Yeah, no, I love that. And and like, and like then, But then use things that, that just felt right, but did, no one would have known, like a, a Brazilian version of Daft Punk's Around the World yeah. or yeah, an yeah, acoustic yeah. version of a White Stripe song or something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and the fact that I was allowed to do it, it was like making a compilation CD for your friends, but like for a whole planet. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and, and trying to get the order right. That's another thing about making compilations for your friends. You're try- it's not just putting the songs on you. Like you, you're trying to get that lovely handoff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From as yeah, it comes out of that right one, order. it goes right into LCD sound systems. It's never sounded better than it does coming out of that one. Yeah. And um, I, I liked doing that with the film. I really there's, enjoyed that. Are there, are there certain songs at my club night that my mates... I, I, I play a variation of things every time I DJ, but yeah. there's certain songs, if I've played that song, they know exactly which, which song is coming oh, next. Do they really? Particularly when I'm a bit drunk, it's like... I know the next song is just perfect for this. This is this is what it has to be. It's, you, do it's you mind exactly telling me what would be a classic combo for you? Because I'm just fascinated by that. Sort um, of thing. Well, I, I kind of um, let me try and think of a good one. So I, I go out of of, of Millionaire yeah. by Khalees yeah. and um, and Andre. Th- oh, of, I love that. A three thousand into um, I can't think of a name now. Oh, oh, that's a, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know who that is, but Uh-oh. I know that's that the one. best impression of it. Yeah, I know Uh-oh. exactly. That's a perfect, and they go perfectly f- from millionaire. It goes and perfectly into that. And you're nodding, and yeah. everyone's getting into it. You're like, I control you. <laughs> I'm in complete power now. But that's again. So, so how exciting was that on a project? I like this because surely when you're coming up with the idea, you must be thinking, well, there's no way. Again, it's it, it's a classic story of of, of script writers and filmmakers yeah. that here was the the a list of songs yeah, i wanted exactly. here's what we actually got it here's feels like want. it feels like this was pretty much your a list right yeah it, it didn't feel like there was anything that felt no. like it's 
a replacement. No, so- it really was that case. And I was writing the songs into the script as I was yeah. going. So before Amazing. we even had a storyboard, you know, it was sort of like, okay, uh, we'll open with, uh, we're, she's in the kitchen, she's listening to the radio, it's Firework by Katy Perry. Yeah. These two are singing an original song and, and, you know, the pig is singing Bad Romance. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... You know, and I'd be going through all the music like you would do for your, yeah, your DJ yeah, nights, yeah. and not the same with the cast, not thinking they're actually going to say yes to Golden yeah. Slumbers, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, um, or that Stevie Wonder would give us permission to do, use "Don't You Worry About a Thing." Yeah, but they all did. It was an amazing. It's amazing. I, I, it's quite nice actually having finished it and having a conversation like this. Yeah, it's the first time I'm really acknowledging. What actually happened? Because you're moving at such a fast pace. I mean, you don't for such ever a stop. long time. Exactly. And you don't stop and go, wow, Stevie Wonder said yes. Not only yeah. that, but he, lo- he saw the film with his, his whole family. When I say saw the film, obviously, he has a, a hearing, what do you call it? Um, assisted. A yeah, a loop. He has a loop. And, he, and he's watched it with his entire family and they all loved it. Amazing. That kind of blessing. Yeah. You know, but it's only now I've stopped that I've actually been able to say that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, wow, that happened. It's and, crazy when yeah. it's such a... Cause, because that's what seems interesting with this film, and I'd imagine it's 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 the nature of animation in many ways that it's so fast paced, but equally over such an extended period of time. Yeah, um, somebody I'm, told me it was like doing a marathon at sprint speed, yeah. and I think that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how how was it when it all started to kind of come about? Like, what was the process? Did, what when it began? You, yeah. Uh, yeah was it an idea that you had for a long time or was it something no it it actually started as i just went for a cup of tea with the owner of the 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 founder of of illumination yeah and the minions and despicable me and all. And he came to london and he just was in town for a little while and i met him for a cup of tea for about 45 45 minutes and he he said look i i would love to do something musical with animals and yeah. maybe and i was thinking it's a normal conversation yeah over a cup of tea, no it's weird <laughs> he actually had a little photograph in his pocket i'm not joking he had a little photograph of some koalas all like sitting <laughs> together and he goes like i mean they look a bit like a boy band don't they and i'm like they do actually yeah. and but i was like surely someone's done this he goes well not really and then we i was like well that's when we started talking about films like the commitments and films yeah. that the kind of musical which is food. Just need to show you one of my notes just in capital letters. How has this not happened before? Because yeah. this is exactly the same. I, yeah. As soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, well, obviously. Yeah. This and, is, but surely this is. And I was worried in the early days. <laughs> I kept thinking someone's going to do it. Yeah. Someone's going to do it. Well, in a way, someone did have an aspect to it. Because then three years into it, we suddenly heard about this film Zootopia. Right. Yeah. Animals in their own city. I'm like, yeah. you're joking. Yeah. Um, I've just, oh, we're nearly done. Anyway, it turned out to be different and all that sort of stuff. It's and tough because it. when that's, that, that's yeah, all happening at the, at the same time as well. It always yeah. killed me. Um, I just discussed this, I think, on, on one of the drunk casts that I really <laughs> enjoyed the film Dread. I thought yeah. Dread was fantastic. Yeah. But it came out after the raid. That was right. basically the same as Raid. It was yeah. all in this one tower. That no one knew, no one ripped anyone off, but you just have that, that like, misfortune of yeah. two ideas at the oh, same time. And it always happens when anyone does anything, I think. Yeah. Somebody, you always hear about someone doing something, you think, oh, that's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that's going to beat just going to beat us to it. Yeah, and it, it wasn't that at all. I don't know how, but it, it really was, my question was, are you sure no one's done this because it yeah. feels like uh, a, a bit of a good idea? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just how you do it. Yeah. Because you can have, like, literally, you can have an idea about toys coming to life when a kid's not around, and that could be the worst film you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it turned out to be something I absolutely love. Yeah, um, and hundred percent. Yeah, and you I could... love Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was insinuating. <laughs> Sorry, I just walked straight into the mic. I'm losing my mind. But, um, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've I've derailed there. I wasn't thinking you really. Obviously, wonderful Toy Story, but yes, continue. (laughs) But so it's what you do with it. That's what I love about that. Is as an example, it's like okay, that's a lovely portal. As like a point of entry. Yeah. What do you do with an idea like that? And of course, we've been over the the, the thinking behind it. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it started. And then I, well, I began by writing just character stories. Right. I'd think of a, a sort of a personality like. Uh, a, a sort of like a, a sort of a, a life story for a character and then find an animal to go with it and i wrote about 25 of them and shared them with chris melodandry illumination and we started whittling it down to what well, would be funny to see this person and that person and yeah. what if that was a mouse or you know and um 
And it just rolled out of there. And I wasn't originally on board to direct it. I was just writing it. Right. And at the same time, I had two projects that never worked. And I'd spent four years trying to get them off the ground. Oh, wow. So I was in a very strange place in terms of nothing had happened since I'd made Son of Rambo. It yeah. hadn't worked. And all I knew, for all I knew, this was going to be another one of those. And and and, and Son of Rambo was, was great and was loved, right? It was, yeah. It, 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 yeah, but... It, people were like, wow, this is... That's great. This is good. Yeah, and well, in England, but around the world. What's this guy going to do next? What's he up to next? It's like, <laughs> snow, you know, a great big uh, swan dive into the abyss of the unknown. That's where we were. Well, we weren't. We were working our socks off trying to make these projects happen yeah. and believing they were going to happen, yeah. and they just didn't. Yeah. And that was quite hard. And so I was writing this script thinking, well, this is this is great, but who knows where it's going to lead. And I'm trying not to get excited about it because yeah. I've, your heart breaks when this stuff doesn't work yeah. out. So Completely. there we are, you know, I'm sitting in my bedroom in Stoke Newington, <laughs> tapping away at these animals. And uh, it just started to grow into something I loved. I, I, looking back, believe that I almost had a gun to my head, though. Yeah. Because I was like, I've got to make this work. Yeah. I can't not a, I love it. Yeah. I'm not just, it's not a financial thing at all. I'm just trying to make something work. I want to make films. That's what I yeah, think yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to do. So I'm sitting there tapping away at this thing. I'm getting to know my neighbors as well, because sitting in my bedroom, I start to realize the drunk guy is actually not so bad. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and actually, you know, this always happens and the pimp's always over there. And uh, yeah, it's quite a colorful neighborhood um, in Stoke Newington that I, uh, we were yeah. in. And um, the drunk Guy was he was right in Zootropolis, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the same he was like he was like you're popping out to get to fill up his shopping bag and uh, get loaded to write the third act. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it worked out for him. Um, yeah. But the um, no, it was just and out of that came the script that then it, it sort of transitioned into this point where it became a reality for us all. Like Chris mm. was like, I think we can make this. Would you like to direct it? To be honest, I wouldn't, didn't want anyone to touch it. I was like, yeah. please let me do this. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. I just feel I know how to do it. Even though it doesn't exist, I think I know what this is going to feel like when you watch it. Yeah. And it was all about chasing that. That's what I've been doing all these years is chasing that It's feeling. amazing that when you've put that much time and effort into it, I think it's why like um, um, Atlanta, I really yeah. enjoyed it, Atlanta this I year by Childish Gambino. But it, it felt like he'd written this and it felt like very much a, look, this probably doesn't make a lot of sense on paper, but yeah. just just let me make it yeah. a thing. Just let me turn this into a reality, and it will I work. I haven't and, seen it, but and he the says fear, that. Yeah. The, the, the fear I would think would be if I hand this to someone else, they're not. They might not get it, or I might yeah. not have got it across quite right. There's yeah. so much that I've not put on the paper that is just a given, because I've known these characters for so long now. That, that is exactly the problem. Yeah. That is exactly the problem. And and if I had just written that script cold. Yeah. And then handed it to a production company, they'd have decimated it. Yeah. You know, they'd yeah. ripped it to shreds. Yeah. But because I was doing it with someone that we'd begun from the very ground up, that we were sort of growing this story together. For when he produced a picture of koalas from his pocket. <laughs> As he plucked the koalas from his tiny sooty pocket, I thought, this guy's got what it takes. <laughs> don't know why I use that voice to make that. It no, doesn't, it's, it it's American. Like it doesn't it. Like. Anyway, you know, that, that is it really. And, yeah. then, and then that set me on my way. And, and I mean, particularly if you've had a couple of projects in a row that you've felt are going to be something and then aren't, yeah. that must be a scary process when yeah. you're pouring that much time and you have moments of going, I'm writing about a koala and, yeah. Yeah. and, and a gorilla whose dad's a bank rob. You know, yeah, like, I didn't but, sleep Particularly well. when it's so... I use the term ludicrous in not an insulting way, no, but I particularly get it. when it is so a ludicrous, you could be writing this huge film that's going to go on to win Golden Globes yeah. and be a box office smash, or you could be absolutely wasting the most time yeah. well, imaginable for you and your family I and really everyone in your life. Yeah, exactly, because I, and I appreciate you bringing this up because that is exactly the fear. Yeah. And that is the three o'clock in the morning cold shivers that you get that you and you can't go back to sleep because yeah. i'm married i have four children we'd closed down hammer and tongs i yeah. didn't have any work coming in mm. and um so on that level i was like what am i doing here yeah you know and i remember i went to see a lot of production companies i thought i've got to get some money i've got to do some proper paid work this i'm i'm writing about squid in you know, dancing in a water tank here. And so I went to see some really nice people at production companies thinking I should work, you know, four kids and all that. And um, 
And after the, about the fifth or sixth one, I remember coming out of the last meeting, it was the last meeting of all of them I was going to do. Everyone had been really nice. And I, w- I want them to know if they're listening that I appreciated everything that yeah. they said and offered. Yeah. But I walked out of the last one and I just felt this, I felt the truth like landing on me. And my, I rang my wife and she said, oh, how was the meeting? I said, oh, they're great. Was it good? I was like, yeah. I said, listen, how would you feel if I never did another commercial again and just try and make this script work? And she went, do it. That's amazing. I was like, I, a, and I was like, oh, thank you. I'm going to do it. And, uh, and we both knew that it could have not worked. Mm. Um, but we knew, I said, all right, let's give it at least six months and then see how we go. And we could just about make it through six months. That's amazing. And it yeah. worked. That's yeah. the perfect thing to have that, that, that confidence, but also awareness yeah. um, of, of, of reality. Yeah. Um, it's an odd one. I had, I, when I started in music, I was working in a record store and I decided to quit before I got this promotion. I did the same. I said, I'm going to give it a year because I might be rubbish. I think I'm really good, yeah. but I might be rubbish. So I'll yeah. give it a year. And if after a year it's not worked, at least I can go 100% into working exactly. in a record store yeah. and, yeah. you know, enjoy that and do that yeah. and put this kind of delusion aside that I'm going to do something else. So and it yeah, worked. important to to put that, that, that force stop on it though and did you have other people advising you as well did other people back you up or did people say man you're not you're crazy to lose this job not really i was kind of i didn't again i kind of i'd I'd saved up a bit and i performed outside of london and outside of friends and family before i performed in front of anyone i know really because of a lack of confidence i'm far more confident going to manchester yeah and pretending i'm really successful down south which they'll get that impression he must be yeah he must be massive look at this guy my own cd did you hear him go from calice into that clapping song (laughs) he's a pro exactly so i was was far more comfortable under that illusion than 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 back home but again it's perfect sense you've got to find some safety net some bit of comfort some way to do it because if you were if it was easy then you'd have already done it it's not it's really hard yeah and you and that you found a way to do it i mean that's the trick did you yeah did you have anyone in mind when like for the roles when you were were writing this because the other thing that is is mind-blowing is the cast yeah you've got here and i i mentioned i just been to see sing to a friend of mine and they were like oh what is it i was like it's an animation about see and they were like what yeah I was like, I, what I, I welled up three times i was <laughs> like it's fantastic but but they were skeptical and my thing to convince them was like just go on the imdb and have a look at matthew mcconaughey and yeah. scarlett johansson yeah. and, and egerton and all these yeah. people in there yeah so and did they, you have anyone in mind at the I time think, i think all... they all probably had the same reaction that your friend had they were yeah. like Scene competition, you sure? Then they came in and met with us and they're like, oh, okay, we get how you're doing. It's how you do it. It comes back to that point again. But I honestly didn't think we'd get, you know, you write a list like that thinking, look, that's the target. Yeah. That would be the right. Now, Matthew was someone who just had such a lyrical voice. Come on. Yeah. And people were like, why? When you were watching Dallas Buyers Club, did you think this guy's a great koala? Let's get, <laughs> he's a natural. No, it wasn't that so much. It's like when you, when an actor's only got their voice, yeah. like you get rid of all this other stuff they get to use, all their face and arms and legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they only have the voice and you, li- you isolate that. So we would li- literally watch clips of our character on a walker cycle yeah. with that actor's voice from one awesome. of their films. Yeah. And you would, f- you'd feel that connection. Oh, like, wow. yeah, what that- films? Oh, did you well, choose? well, Matthew did you choose d- really harrowing scenes no, to, to yeah, have this koala yeah, doing yeah, the Dallas the, 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 clima- the climax of True Detective. <laughs> I could see the stars. No, no, it was, um, it was, uh, there was a motive. There was a sp- There was one where he did a really big motivational speech. Yeah. What was it? I wish I could remember. I think he probably did a couple of those in films where it's like, you know, guys, I know we're the underdogs, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we've got it in us. One of those yeah, kind yeah, of speeches. Yeah. I'm like this, this. and he's just, it's not just the, 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 you know, the energy and stuff, which you do need, but it's this sort of musical voice. He's got, it's quite lyrical and he goes, yeah, he just, he goes all over the place and, and it's very, it's a lovely sound. And yeah. you, ultimately that character has to have an infectious enthusiasm and optimism. It can't be irritating. It's got to be genuine and heartfelt. Yeah. And, you so easily can screw that up with the wrong person. Hundred percent. You know, the same words. And but but he had a warmth to him that I was like, I want to hang out with that koala because of how he did that. Yeah, completely. And it was an odd one in that. Again, I think you can. It it must be such a hard process to find the right people and the right voice because you can 
put a voice yeah. on a character that then overshadows it. Yeah. That it's like, oh, and I don't think he's ever done any, any animation, but oh, that's, that's De Niro. Yeah. That's De Niro. That, yeah. That's not a koala bear. That's, that's, that's De Niro. It's De Niro. Yeah. Well, he did one of those, he had the shark film, what was the shark tale? Oh, or yes, he, he was did. the one yeah, that yeah, he yeah, played yeah. one of his mafia yeah. kind of characters. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. And what I found really startling was even the smallest background line. Like yeah. one, what a line you think is inconsequential, and then someone comes in and does it, and you go, "Oh no, that that's terrible." Yeah. Uh, like we have. Um, Are you talking about a Buxton? Then? A Buxton. You're talking line. about Buxton. Absolute disaster. No, no, he's great because <laughs> yeah. he's got that. He knows exactly what it is. I'm after. He's a voiceover but master. We had, as well, we had yeah. a couple of line, a couple of lines in there where I just thought, "Oh yeah, we'll get this guy to record it," and he was not very good. And every time we tried to get it, a tiny little line. Yeah. There was this one line from a giraffe. A giraffe goes. Uh, Buster Moon is is telling him he's in the show. He shouts up and goes, "Hey, you're in the show!" And the, his head so flipping high, his neck yeah. so long. He goes, "So what? Are you talking to me? No one could get what are you talking to me, oh, right?" Wow. And I know it sounds picky, but I was like, "No, it doesn't sound right." In the end, I had to get um, I, I'm, I'm name dropping here, but I know the director Wes Anderson, and I know he's got this sort of tone to his voice. I'm like, I know he's going to get it. Yeah. So I wrote a little email to him. Five minutes later, he's in his bathroom going. Hey Garth, this is a recording. And, uh, <laughs> this is a giraffe. Here we go. Is it going to do three? What? You talking to me? I'm like, that's it. Got it. Off the phone, <laughs> and that's in the film. But um, and what I, the reason I say that though is because how precious and how preci- precise those things have to be. Mm. So getting a cast like like this was gold. It was yeah, absolute gold. Yeah, and I mean, also I think you've got people. Again, I think what was great was that everyone's singing themselves yeah um, they all do their own parts but yeah. you've got people like scarlet and <laughs> and 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 and, and reese and um yeah or just it, and 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 taron i always yeah. forget at taron's first name but yeah. i think he's amazing I he's, he's great in kingsman i love yeah him, he's, great, he's great isn't he but um you've got people like that and i think in a way they're all amazing as, as singers scarlet's had albums out yeah. and stuff like that but I think an animation is the perfect one to get that confidence up. If, yes. if, if you've not, if if it was a straight musical, right? If someone like Taron or someone else m- might have felt, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm ready for that. I don't know if he's done much stage singing and stuff like that. But yeah. it might not have felt comfortable. But if you can do it to a microphone and yeah. and, and not on camera and as a as a gorilla, yeah, then, then you'd think again. It just it seemed to to bring it out of everyone and have that. I think you're right. The realness you. of a talent contest. The realness of it felt like they're people who have got a great voice, but maybe don't do this all the time. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Rather it, than, yeah. here's a professional singer. Yeah, it's like, nah, no problem. Yeah. yeah they're to all go right. from nerves to, I'm the best singer in the world. I'm it's, glad you said that because a lot of them really, I didn't know Taron could sing at the beginning and he had to come in and audition yeah. in a room like this. Yeah. And he had to sing a cappella and he was nervous doing it. Yeah. And he did it brilliantly. He got the part because of it. But, when we have to then do I'm Still Standing, yeah. he's really having to... And when he did the opening song of uh, the zombie song, um, The Way I Feel Inside, yep. there's no backing track to that. And yeah. he's really having... He's done... Vo- he does vocal training up to the recording. Amazing. He's really trying. Reese doing uh, Shake It Off. You yeah. Know, she's really... So go- good as well. Doing a whole bunch of like vocal workshops and all yeah. this stuff and everyone going for it everyone really putting their best efforts into it and i think that comes out in the end you sort yeah. of feel you know the effort's gone and into it. and i can guarantee it would have meant the world to someone like taron as well yeah. just because again he knows he can act yeah he's not been able to show he can sing before yeah. i had i had this is i've not mentioned this i didn't i didn't get it but i, I started acting like in the last year or two how's it going it's going great are you I'm, enjoying it I'm, I'm loving it i can't i can't really? get enough I, i've got this their show on at the moment called Taboo, which I'm in with Tom. You're Hardy in Taboo, Steve. Everyone's in it. It's amazing. That's I'm not, the flipping hottest television show on right now. I'm, I'm, make no mistake, it's not. What are you? Why? Are it's you, not Tom and Pip's Excellent Adventure. I'm a, I'm a small role in it. Why it's are like, you talking to me? I've got You're a tiny role. But again, the, the, the thing that was, I had, I had, well I've done, got an man. agent and I have auditions yeah. sent through, and I love them. I adore yeah. it. And I had one come through for a, a musical, and they, the email was just, "Can you sing?" And I was like, "Well, sure, you know, I can." Can carry a tune depending on <laughs> depending on how far you need it carried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can move a tune. Yeah, I can, I can get it over the door. I can get a tune yeah. across the ground. But um, <laughs> and I did that. Old, I had to, to, to do that audition. I had to do a self tape, and I didn't get the part. But I got f- 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 feedback saying, "I don't know what you are, are worrying about. You, that's more than enough. You know, it's more than capable. And all this, and that meant more than any other yes. audition I've had yes. because it was like it's the thing that you're 
more nervous. But everyone's nervous. Everyone sings in the car or in the yeah. shower and thinks they can sing. Yeah. But they're scared shitless to do so. So yeah. a thing like that must have been for someone like Taryn or or or, or, or any Reece. of the others. Reese will yeah. tell you she was when she was in there. She felt. You know, the weight, the intimidation. The, yeah, it's like you say, it's one thing to sing in the car in the shower. It's yeah. another thing when you've got a bunch of people behind a desk, a microphone. 100%. And here comes the intro. And now there's no hiding. But that's the beauty of the casting, as said, because yeah. that's what the characters are doing. Yeah, I love So you're that, making them go through it in real life yeah. as well as that's what the character is. It's yeah. not. Again, you did have, have some professional singers in there. But again, you need that impact. But yeah, that yeah, I thought that was You've a beautiful got, thing to have that. Well, of, it's great because you feeling. balance it out with a Jennifer Hudson who can come in and yeah. literally take the top of your head off. Yeah, she, <laughs> she can sing, can't she? She can do it. She, yeah. she can stay. Uh, yeah, no, things like that are lovely. But I'm that's, glad you appreciate that. It fantastic. means a lot to um, me. You, I noticed that you had your children playing some of the piglets. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. this correct? Um, yeah, only because, well, the pig character that Reese plays is based on what my wife was going through at the time, which was trying to get back to work after quitting for 10 years. She's a fashion yeah. designer and she's right, yeah. trying to get back to it. So, so at the same time we have four children, we have four sons and it, and I just exaggerated everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and all the problems she was having, um, and she's gone back to work and it's been fantastic. It's all worked out great, but that crisis of confidence she went through during like that, that transition was, uh, was was serious and and we have these kids so and they're they're really extraordinary and i would just start recording them at a dinner table with yeah. my phone and um it was so mental but like, i'd got <laughs> so used to this sound of children it'd been like a default setting and yeah yeah taking it into the edit suite the next morning and my editor going you're joking is this what it sounds like in your house <laughs> i'm like yeah that is a normal that is a that's a sort of average dinner. Yeah, so we it's would the use sound it. equivalent of people who've got a dog and, yeah. and, and, and can't smell it anymore. They can't, can't smell yeah, that exactly. the house smells of dog. Yeah, it's like, like, no, that's... God, yeah, this, there's, yeah, dog, there's a your, dog here, isn't Your there? whole face reacts <laughs> yeah. when the dog's smell like, oi, that's yeah. a powerful smell. But And it's like that with the children. When people have come around, they're like, they're looking, they're sort of wincing as if their ears are saying, get out of this room. <laughs> so... So I recorded that stuff just for temporary while we were making the rough version of the film and yeah. it ended up being really useful. And also, you know, I, there were moments where you're trying to catch things with children that age. Like my six year old was really useful because the, he's about the same vocal age as the piglets. Yeah. So I, when I needed a piglet to run and run around screaming and then fall on the floor and laugh his head off and it had to be genuine, <laughs> I would chase him around the flat and then dive on him and then and then tickle him if you grab him just above the knee and you squeeze it he flipping cracks up and uh, I'm the same yeah <laughs> we'll try it out in a minute let's give it a go but um and i just ended up using that stuff and yeah. um it was lovely it's amazing yeah so, so how much were they also sounding balls throughout the no, process of I never inv- other than that really? which would be like some weird 10 minute episode where dad goes just a minute can I just chase you for a minute <laughs> no and then I chase him and get it no I never showed them oh, really? anything or Excellent. no I try even though we're very close as a family and we do a lot of stuff together I keep my job as separate as I can uh, so they never saw the film until it was finished and even way after you know we'd done the Toronto Film Fest and everything it was just before it was released at Christmas That's and I great. finally showed it to them um, I, yeah just to try and keep it in perspective um, no I like that I yeah, like that and, 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 and they get the the full impact as well the yeah. complete not kind of a a leaked along type thing that exactly. for wow look at yeah they'd this, seen they'd seen that trailer that was online yeah but other than that no nothing and and i really wanted them to see it fully finished yeah. with an audience Amazing. so they'd understand it and it was just you know his friends and family came around and we all watched it together and a, a little a little screening room thing it was lovely yeah. and uh yeah, my 11-year-old, bless him, he was in bits afterwards. Yeah. He really was. It was yeah. very emotional oh, for him. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. It was really lovely. Like, that. he kind of, he was the one that understood, oh, Dad's been doing this for five years, you know. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a big deal for me to it's, show it to him. It's kind of, it's, 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 it's beautiful, and I, I don't know if this is right, but the, the perception I get of, of when you've put your heart into a project like this, and, and, and knowing of the stuff you've worked on in the past, yeah. and, and the styles of it and approach, that was probably the point that it was all all worthwhile. Yes. Since then, you get all the box office and all the right. other stuff. That's kind of a bonus on top of it. Yeah. As such, is is that the case? The, the achievement of completing it is the is that is it. that thing. After all that time, yeah. 
that's the bit that's like, yes, we've, we've uh, done yeah, it. Because the thing is, we've I have z- exactly because I have no control over how it is received in the world. Yeah. I can't control anything. No. Like I can't tell you how it's going to do in Finland. Yeah. But all I can do is try and make the best thing I can. And all you're hoping for, if you're in my position, is that when you see it with an audience, that the, the buttons you wanted to push work. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that it has the response. You, you don't want a joke to be like, yeah. or like that's supposed to be emotional and people are indifferent to it. It on the whole did what or I wanted to do. It, it's horrendous on an extended scale. We've all had the point where we've put on a film with a new girlfriend or someone yeah. like that that you absolutely adore yeah. and you put it on and they're not laughing in the right places. No. And it crushes you. I didn't make that film. Yeah. I had nothing to do with that. Oh, I'm just a, yeah. I'm just crushed that so yeah. if it's your creation oh, and your baby then yeah. it, ki- it can pressure, kill you. Right? It can kill you. And uh that's why it's terrifying to finally show it to anyone in the public, mm. let alone your own family and friends. It's f- f- terrifying. But we'd had these film festival experiences that had been out out of this world and oh i just i got to the end of it all and uh i i felt like okay i I know it does what i wanted it to do and if that resonates with the planet great if it doesn't there is there's not one thing in this film i can say well it doesn't because i didn't do that right or i wish i'd done that differently there's nothing in it right now that i can say that about so so whatever happens that was what it was supposed to do yeah was there a lot of of chopping and changing and editing along the way is is yeah. like with animation is it something that you've got your script and then right we're locked in now no. or was there a lot of movement actually that's the problem it's so fluid yeah you're con- i was constantly rewriting we're constantly re-storyboarding and editing a sequence in storyboards and it finding us ah, to it's not going to work it's too long it doesn't flow from here yeah rewriting re-recording scratch going back to storyboards and it was a constant in fact that was the thing i found the hardest on this was the the constant rewriting yeah um how many times did you put in and take out the fart joke because you need supreme that's confidence true. to have a fart joke you know in. what i never it's really I think funny it's it's it's, it's, it's something that Stuart lee has discussed it before who i adore and is the ultimate he, highbrow I'm, comedian I'm guessing he's anti that no his statement was you will never write as a comedian you you you, you, you will never write anything funnier than a fart Right. A fart is just funny. It's yeah. just funny. It's just the funniest yeah. thing. It's not highbrow. It's not clever, but it's funny. I tell you what. Yeah, got... I'd, I'd, I'd think it is, is something that people, as a writer, would, would worry. Is this, is this too? Is, but Here's the thing. I cracked up I at can, that. I can tell <laughs> you what. Yes. Well, I wanted... I didn't go into this thinking, by the way, there's got to, there's be, got a to be a fart, a fart no, joke. No, in fact, if anything, if you'd asked me beforehand, I said, absolutely not. We're not making that kind of film. No we fart are not jokes. Ma- no. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I was at my desk, and I'm writing the scene where... All, having auditioned, all the animals are standing very silently and very tense because they're about to be selected for the show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just literally writing it as I'm th- you know, seeing it. I'm sort of walking through it with Buster and I'm writing, okay, this guy says that. And then he's going, I'll take you guys, not you. You all go. And now I've got four solo art. And it literally was, I just started, I just, Im- it just came into my head. There's nothing funny. And I just cracked in, in, up in laughing. In an intense school type situation yeah. as well. Because that's what we've done here. We've, We've taken grown-ups, albeit grown-up animals, and in the in the process of auditioning for a talent show, you're children at school again. You've suddenly got exactly. a teacher and someone else who's in power, exactly. and you're nervous and scared. Yeah, and I just thought <laughs> I, I was writing it, and I cracked up laughing. Yeah, and then I thought, oh, you know what else? There's a snail right next to him. He'll be so upset, he'll stamp his foot, and he'll crush the snail. And then, which is brutal in you know, yeah, it, no, it in any other context, him. exactly, yeah. And <laughs> I just, I was, I was, I was just on my own in my room. Just, it's pathetic, really. I was just cracking up, laughing, yeah. thinking, and then thinking, it's probably the worst thing ever, isn't it? What am I doing? But I just kept going <laughs> with it. Then my editor read the pages, and I could hear him laughing in the next room. And then the storyboard team were like, "Well, we're going to do it, but you know, it's a fart joke, Garth. You know, yeah." And uh, and then when I played it to the producer, uh, oh, Chris, I like the fact they're. Tr- they're trying to take the highest. I mean, we're, yeah. we're going to animate it. We're going to listen. <laughs> we're going to do it, but we'll do it. But you are always a little bit low brow. Gonna, but, yeah, you know. So anyway, so you want to as much as anyone. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it just stayed in there. It just stayed. Yeah. It never came. I, I kept it. thinking hey, it'll come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll come out. Yeah. Someone's going to say yeah and lose that. But um, but it amused me like mad. I just left it in there. Yeah. What was the? Uh, there's two processes. What. Did the choice of animal come before the casting of actor, or did the casting of actor influence what kind of animal 
No, it's going it, to it be animal, as such. It was it, all it was, locked in. It started in. with the personality, and then yep. it was. Then we chose an animal, or I, I have an animal in mind that would fit it. Yeah. And then we found the actors. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. already desi- In fact, we designed. I think all the characters before we went to the actors. That's great. So it was That's good great. because then they can see. Oh. I'm this guy. Here's who I'm playing. Yeah, and that that really helps in in something as abstract as this. You know? Yeah, uh, to go, you, you can say a koala, but until you see it standing there in its little snappy suit, you go, that "Oh, that's one. who yeah. that guy is." Yeah, yeah, and and the mouse, I think, is a, a prime example of of that as well. Yeah. How as soon as you saw that as a character, you're like, "Oh, he's." He's cocky, he's brash. He's horrible. Like, you might not have got that from the word mouse. You're, yeah, exactly. You're playing a mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cocky, brash, arrogant, yeah. big-headed mouse. Irre- irredeemably awful. <laughs> yeah, he never. he's never one of those... Ca- People in the test screenings were like, but this character's mean all the way to the end. Surely he should see the error of his ways. They would write this on the test cards. Yeah. Like, No, that's why we like him, because he's that he's guy yeah. who is super talented, really mean... And does very well, thank you Completely very much. Completely aware of it. And yeah, exactly. And goes through, There's yeah. loads of people like that. I love that. So, so what was the process? I mean, I did plan on on, on getting onto things other than than sing, but I'm yeah. thoroughly enjoying this. So yeah, we'll just, well, let's just roll with it. What was the process of actually uh, recording and directing this? Of, of oh, yeah. getting the actors in a room and and, and well, they're all was it a lot of workshops or was it? No, there's no there's no workshops as such. The the, the sessions themselves become the sort of audition. There, there was right. there were workshops and things. Sorry for the songs there were. Yeah, because they required a bit more prep. Yeah, but sure. on the whole, no, the the sessions themselves would be we're building enough time to find stuff and yeah. play with it and rehearse it and try it a different way. There was always enough time to do that, uh, but they were spread out over a two year period. Oh wow. So you would record like a bit of stuff. You get two hours in Matthew. He's just finished shooting a scene on gold. He's going to rush to a sound studio. They were going to record these three scenes here. And then he's got to go back and do something or Scarlet's just finished beating up someone in the Avengers. <laughs> in fact, she was funny. She'd always come in. She'd be like, yeah, I just killed some more bad guys. Uh, and, uh, I'm either saving it. the world or I'm a singing animal, she said these days. She's just done the Jungle Book thing. and said, what's the universe trying to tell me here? <laughs> anyway, she was great. But, you know, you would literally get a moment. Wow. And sometimes I would fly out, yeah. uh, meet, go to Austin, Texas, and record Matthew. Or I'd be in Los Angeles. I'd be doing a number of things there. And I'd record Reese and Nick Kroll and people like and Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. But other times, uh, someone, w- I remember being, where was I, Geneva? I don't know, weird places. You would yeah. just catch these people whenever a moment uh, became available. I mean, that's amazing and even more s- scary and intimidating a yeah. task on you because so much of it at that point, it's all in your head. Yeah, it's all, like, it's, it's yeah. not that you've got them all in a room yeah. and go, and we've got that scene. It's yeah. like, right, I've got that bit of the scene. I know what I got two weeks ago yeah. over here. Or the worst thing is you get, there. you get one half of the scene like with Matthew McConaughey and then you're not going to get John C. Riley's other side of the table for three months. So you're like, Man, so then, killer. yeah, so you get to John C. Riley, like, okay, this is, you don't play in Matthew's bit. You've just got Matthew's bit in your head. Yeah. So I know how it sounds and I'm having to direct him and say, I think you need to go quiet here and yeah. be more intimate or he's much closer to you. And then you put them all together and it feels good natural and and uh oh it's lovely i mean again it, it makes it all the more impressive knowing that because as you said as the the key word there is it does feel natural and yeah. again i think it worth highlighting although it's animals in a talent contest yeah. it doesn't feel it's it, it it's not played as a as as an unusual thing it's played in a very yeah. human way and in is, a very yeah. filmic and regular way these yeah. these this happens to be a koala it's not it's yeah. the weirdest sentence I've ever said. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not defined by the fact he's a koala, <laughs> but a koala happens to be what he is and exactly. part of his personality. But it's, yeah. it's got that feel about it, you it know. Has. And was that an intentional thing to make yeah. it a very human story, but yeah, without it, any humans? It in was it. very much like it. It should look like our world. There's no like quirky additions, really. I mean, things like there's a moment where the mouse goes and gets a credit card, yeah, and is able to buy himself a sports car, yeah. And he just rocks up in a regular sports car and he's driving it. Yeah. And he just so happens to have a very small steering wheel. But other than that, yeah. it's a regular car. There was it, as it was little like fuss. Two or three scenes of him driving. It was after I realised he'd kind of just it folded the front seat over and yeah. s- sat on that and had sat a small that, steering and wheel has, and little It does have a couple of little pedals. Yeah. yeah. But I was trying to make as little fuss about the fact that they were animals. So for instance, the, if the film starts with you, the camera comes down the front of a theatre. You're yeah. looking at a theatre. You go in through the front door and in to see 
see a show being played. During that time, you've, you may have noticed that they're animals, but there's no point we've gone, look at this. It's a world filled with animals. <laughs> it is. No, we're watching a show come on and then out comes this sheep singing golden slumbers. But it just happens to be a sheep. Yeah. And by the end of like the first few minutes, I'm hoping people are just in and not thinking uh, about the fact that it is, you know, uh, an animal world. Completely. And and the first f- f- few f- few minutes, I think, are key there in the, that f- that first scene where you're kind of introducing each of the characters, camera work wise it's it, again it's not shot like an animation it's, yeah. it's it's jumping it's shot in action shots yeah. and bang over here and we're going over here yeah. and jumping about which instantly again it makes you not feel that this is some cuddly fictional yeah a world it's shot well, that, in a very like you say, action that, bang, like bang, that, bang. that worry you have when you hear an idea like this you think yeah. could this be just you know a tv could this be mental could, yeah and <laughs> trying to ground it in reality and it's lovely sort of thinking about your choice of lens and your where your camera's going to be when none of those things exist yeah you know and 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 yet by trying to ground it in some kind of reality that i know yeah. which is you know camera lenses and you know dollies and tracks and things like that if you try and make it that way you end up it sort of comes through it feels like a familiar language to the audience like they know how a regular film feels yeah and if you try and give it that then then hopefully that helps invest in what is essentially a load of singing animals yeah yeah completely so this is obviously a a big jump from yeah. from all your previous work. Obviously, you've done film before, but smaller, more yeah. independent film. You've done, I mean, you've done animation with the the, the coffee and TV, a music video. Yeah, well, that wasn't actually guys, animation. Wasn't that was just a man in a suit. Or, yeah, yeah, but, but but it was. I say just a man in a suit. It was an extraordinary man in a suit. Yeah, a hell of Peter. a man in a suit. Yeah, he was brilliant. This lovely man, Peter. Anyway, but um, but, but you're right. In music, but videos, pumping on did, your stereo yeah. as well. Again, it was it was puppets. suits and puppets. Yeah. But yeah. it's the, it's that kind of of world, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's a very playful. We've had a very. We've been really lucky that we've just been able to play with all this stuff and yeah. and and um, sort of work our way around it and not get too literal. That's the thing I think we may have inadvertently learnt from making music videos that the more literal and realistic you get, the more you judge it for how real it is yeah. and less about what's going on. Yeah. So and it's th- bizarre how quickly you can detach from reality if yeah. asked to is it's, it's it's something i've heard people talk about recently with the boom in in vr right is a lot of people said initially oh, oh a lot of people haven't used these vr sets well yeah. like, i'll look at the graphics they're not very realistic but the people i know have used have said you have that thing on your head for a couple of minutes and it doesn't matter it's, yeah. it's yeah. the whole thing of what makes us human is that we can look at our hands if yes. you look at your hands and they're cartoons yeah then after a while, wow. it doesn't need to be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You, that's freaky, you, isn't it? you transform into that exactly. world. Exactly. It's like watching a. I remember m- we were watching a black and white film with the kids the other day, and my six year old goes, It's black and white. I'm like, Yeah. And then after a minute, he goes, It's black and white. It's still black and white. I'm like, Yeah, it's going to be black and white yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. And then he just didn't notice it. Yeah. Because his brain, his tiny little six year old brain, was like, Oh yeah, it's about it this guy and a and it a happens. sheep or whatever it's, it was. I can't remember what were we watching. It's the same with subtitles, I think. Yeah. I think with subtitles you start off having to really concentrate and by the end you forget this the yeah. their subtitles there. And this is now gonna sound like a plug to go and see sing in the cinema, but I think it's one of the best things about this experience of cinema. I talk about this a lot that I love cinema in that yeah, me too. it's it's in darkness, it's on a big like you can yeah. proper immerse yourself in it. Yeah. You're not looking at your phone unless you're a completely reprehensible human. Yeah. Um and you're not <laughs> if, if, if even even if you're watching on a good screen at home, you're looking around your living room yeah. or you think you hear something at the door. Exactly. In you the cinema you're so just engrossed in that world yeah. and that's perfect for a thing like this, right? Uh, to get completely lost in for it. For me it is. And that was the goal, you know, to make something where you really feel uh, certainly for children that have gone to see it with their yeah. families, that it's like their first rock concert they've ever yeah. been to. And um I love that. I love that communal experience, especially yeah. especially it was a sort of around the Christmas period. It was lovely. It was yeah. lovely seeing it happen like that. It really was. So so this is now probably a really tough question, but <laughs> what's ahead? After spending so long to get yeah. to, to this point, it's probably a scary thing to even no, contemplate, been... but you spent so long to get to this point and it, it, it's paid off. It's paid, as, it as, as, as we were saying, it's a huge box office success. It kept being 
just nipped to number one by Rogue One, which yeah. again, if you're going to be beaten that. by something, sure, Star, Star Wars. <laughs> And one and one of the best Star Wars films. I actually adored Rogue yeah. One. I thought it's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not like it's a dodgy. No, it's not like some it's rubbishy, like, you know, Phantom Menace thing. Sorry, yeah. Phantom Menace people. I'm sure, <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, it's no. I, it means a lot to us to have reached that yeah. point. And the question being, you know, what happens next? Well, I have to say, the sort. What's been interesting talking to you is that we we also covered before this the fact that there was a long period where I didn't work. Yeah, yeah. That bit's scary. Like, yeah. do you go back to the to the to the void of trying to make a blank paper, piece of paper come to life, or you know, do you jump onto something else? There's a couple of things that could happen, uh, but like, if I was to look at my whole life, the kind of films I'd like to make would be. I don't know if the film's exactly, but I love people like Rob Reiner who would make Stand By Me yep. and then Misery. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, love those films and I'd love to have as, yeah. as diverse as experience in storytelling oh, as Guillermo that. Guillermo del Toro, I think, is an amazing example at the moment who goes from a kid's film to yeah. a weird fantasy horror type thing yeah. has done that his whole career. I love career. that. And even people like Billy Wilder would do like a, a really dark thriller yeah. and then a really lunatic cross-dressing comedy in a hotel. Yeah. Anyway, all that stuff, that diversity appeals to me. Yeah. But I have to say, if I ever got a chance to have one more crack at animation, yeah. it's been such... It's hard to describe what a huge learning curve it has been. And it's almost having these conversations has only now allow me to really yeah. work out what I've done. I really do feel... Like a, you're time. in the mix you're, and you're, you're, sp- you're just running for your life the whole time and trying to get this thing to work, trying to get the plane off the ground. Well, it's off the ground and it's working. And now I'm like, well, I'd love to try it once more. I would yeah. love to. I would really love to have one Ooh. more go. It's like, it would be like doing one music video that worked and then never doing it again would be heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you... Is there temptation to revisit are these characters as they've been so successful or, or, or is it a great appeal to I'd, find a new story? Or I would, either would be great. Yeah. Either would be great. I definitely know these characters very well. Yeah. Almost to the point where it's a bit weird where I sort of know them. Yeah. That's a bit strange. Uh, but it's what also, I love about these things. I had, I had, I had James um, a McAvoy on last right. week and he's in, in split, split at the moment where I haven't seen that he's yet. Got, it's, it's great. I loved it, but he's, he's playing multiple characters. Yeah. And the interesting thing to me was, because I know from, as I said, this brief experience of doing Taboo recently yeah. that I've got this this smallish character, but me and Stevie Graham, who was I was teamed up with on the show, we would sit around discussing our character's complete backstory. Yeah. And again, we've got no license to, I'm not the writer, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I know so much about that character. Seriously, that, that is never a director and writer's so dream. That's great that, yeah, that you're having those conversations. Uh, so there must have been a similar thing here, where particularly as you started without a story, essentially, you started just with the characters yeah. that, yeah, you, you know more about them than even the people who played them know. Exactly. I start, so I start by making, by writing in my sketchbooks and it's very messy and um, not messy in terms of the handwriting, although it isn't great. I have to say, look at the state of this piece of paper, but it's more like I just throw down all my feelings about them. And it might be what their dad might have said on the, if they were playing football, or it might be the kind of place they'd go to just all the instinctive yeah. things. So you start to shape them from probably from personal experiences or, yeah, or sure. references. So yeah. And, and then as you build them, you also know, I oh, wouldn't say that. He'd say it like this, and and your actors get on board with that as yeah. well. So, yeah, I, I think maybe the, the the fact that I've been steeped in their world for so long means that, yeah, like you, you have found with well. your character, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they turn around to you and on taboo and say, "What would he do here?" You'll know what to yeah. do now. Yeah, that's a blessing. I don't think many people take that kind of care. So that's brilliant for them. That's good yeah. fun. Well, yeah. th- I'll, I'll I'll end it there and let you get on your way. But thank you very much. For- it's been my pleasure it really has i need to make a point of recommending your two visits on adam's podcast um <laughs> i listened to them both while I was, I, was, I was i was decorating my studio a while back and i, I thoroughly enjoyed them so thank you for keeping me company that's my pleasure uh, and yeah i look forward to seeing oh, what is ahead yeah me too thank Thanks, you very Ed. much cheers cheers that was lovely seriously thank you so much well, it's so it? nice to meet you and no have this chat i didn't i didn't tell on there because i always i worry that i'll I'm going, oh, I've got a story about that. Yeah. But I I wrote a song on, on my solo record with Steve Mason yeah. with the Beta Band. And I went up and recorded in his... Like I drove up all the way 
to Dundee or something in Scotland. And <laughs> you drove, what, from home here? From home, from Essex. Wow. So I literally did a 12, 13 hours of driving, and we got there, and we were like, we'll work on it tomorrow, but then we got ideas. So we spent all night recording, and then I left the next day. And halfway home, I got the phone call from him, because the fact is, the song we'd written, we were incredibly happy at the time, it is about the theory that Johnny Depp is secretly a serial killer. Right. It's not actually about that. It's yeah. about the, the, the trappings of celebrity and the yeah. fact that when you reach your goal, what more can you reach for? Yeah. That kind of thing. But the chorus is, or the, the, the bit before the chorus is, my name is Johnny Depp and I kill people. Yeah. That is the line. And I literally got halfway back and got a phone call off Steve. And I went, Steve, you're probably listening to it and going, have we made something absolutely ridiculous here? Because it was it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly that yeah. thing. That you have that, this is genius. And then you have that moment of going, Ah, oh, this could be the stupidest thing that yep. I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And we had that. And then it, it ended up on the album and was one of the most popular songs. Yeah. The videos had over a million views. Now That's amazing. Like, no, but it's good. did get it. It wasn't shit. Yeah, we yeah, thought yeah. for a second it was shit. But it's it wasn't. very important to have that check-in. Yeah. And, and otherwise, most things that, that, that aren't that good. The mm-hmm. next day, how many... Nick and I, I used to work with Nick, we used to talk about the souffle effect, which yeah. is like, we'd be the night before we'd built, had this fabulous souffle. Yeah. And we'd come in in the morning and it was just... It's sunk. Yeah. You're looking at it like, how do we what think was this was that? good? How was this a good This idea? isn't good. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits Discretion Pieces. There we go. That was Garth Jennings. Um, what a lovely man. We hit it off instantly. I, I, I love that. I, I was a bit nervous because I've not met him, but he is someone who I feel like I know. And there's always a fear of being over familiar. But we both kind of had that feeling. We both kind of felt like we'd known each other for years. And uh, it was an instant click, an instant enthusiastic back and forth between the two of us oh um i did i did shoehorn in the fact that i'm in taboo i don't care if you get mad at that every now and then if i mention stuff that i'm doing to guests i have have listeners go man you're always trying to put yourself over or damn right i am god's sake i'm a big fan of garth i'd love to work with him at some point so i'm going to casually mention yeah i'm I'm acting now i don't know if you i don't know if you're familiar with international blockbuster taboo but i'm kind of i'm in that um so yeah man of course i'm trying to put myself over you idiots i'm doing this for free for you god god damn it allow me that allow man anyway i'm gonna go um thank you for tuning in please tune in next week for our homelessness special it's going to be a two-parter i think you're going to really enjoy it it's not all sadness and, and, and misery it's positive and informative so check it out um right that's probably it come along to we are lizards on the 28th of uh january if you fancy that if that's your kind of thing i'd love to see you and uh yeah it's at the book club i'll see you in a bit bye <laughs>